We live! What's up, guys? John here with Sharice's Healthy Lifestyle Soapbox. What's up, guys? So, what's going on? Chris Gaines is in the house. What's up, dude? You what up, Gaines? What's the going Gaines on, bro? Trains. Yo, Honda Trotta, 82 J Fit, Simmons Strength, Alleyway June, Doritha. CC Diver. I know How these names. Doing? I know these names. All right. So, guys, we are here with Sharice, and Sharice is going to take it over this day of every week to talk about some of the things that are going on, maybe here in the business, in the life, in public in general, and talk about some of the therapies and specifically maybe some of the female questions out there because mm -hmm. uh, you guys get us guys most of the time in the week. Not saying we don't know all about you females and how you we guys can help know you guys. Anything, yeah. <laughs> but better to take it from a woman, a true woman. Um, so that's why we got Sharice on here. I know, Doritha. Nice to meet you. Via nice to meet you. Whatever yes. this is. Good called. afternoon. <laughs> via Facebook Live, Instagram Live. Oh, wow. um, Jack Cookie Monster, what's going on? Strike Gold Shave, how you doing? So let's let's get into the first subject. You know what Sharice? You know we we're going to cover today, and basically that's. Uh, Estrogens, right? Yep. So and I can give you guys the rundown. Males and females both have estrogens and they need both. different estrogens at different oh levels in the body the for big hormone John in the balance background. <laughs> or optimization. <laughs> okay. So when, when females are all bloated and they're going through that time of the month and everything like that, and they start yelling and they start getting upset or irritable. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Put it up. All right. That, that's my face. Like, what, what can I do to help me? Oh, my goodness. What can I do? I have no idea. Oh, my goodness. All right. So, females and males. So, obviously, males, we want to make sure that our... our We're not going to talk about males today. Okay, let's talk You're about You're going to save males for another day. Okay. We're going to talk about females today. Okay? All right. So, okay. A little bit about my history, just to rewind it a little bit, because I've been through a lot, a lot, a lot, a yep. lot. So, my history, my medical history, I have endometriosis. I was diagnosed at 16. And um, I also have PCOS and a bunch of other things that go with it, like interstitial cystitis and IBS and all these fun things. They come in like of a nice little package for you, like a little present, and okay. then they all come together, right? Right. So um, at 16, right, everybody thought I was crazy. Now, all of a sudden, now, like, endometriosis is, like, it's it's very well known. Yes. It's like, you know, that it's very well known that, that it exists, right? Right. Because back in the day, it was just okay, well, you just have really bad cramps, deal with it, you're being a baby, right? right? Um, but at, now it's like, it's actually like a thing, right? So when I was 16, they went ahead and, you know, they put me on all these different things. I still wasn't working. Birth controls weren't working. I was skipping, you know, the last week. That wasn't working. Mm -hmm. So moving, moving, moving forward. They did the depo. I've, I've done everything. Depo, Lupron. I mean, you name it, and I've done it, right? So they go in, they scope me. And, um, you know, they do the laparoscopy, they go in and they cut, there's two little tiny little cuts, they go yep, in, yep. and then they go and they scope everything, right? And they go in there with a little camera. Now, truth, truth, truth be told, right? And I didn't know this until after like my fourth surgery, right? That when they go in to do the lap, they can only actually see 10 to 15% of the scar tissue. So what endometriosis is, basically when scar tissue, instead of growing on the inside of your ovaries and fallopian tubes or whatever, and then shedding out like it should when you get your menstrual cycle, it's growing on the outside of your ovaries and fallopian tubes, right? And what happens is it's almost like gum, right? So it sticks everything together so that it's not quite working well, hence the reason why people that have endometriosis usually have fertility issues. Um, but the, it sticks everything together and it's very, very painful. It reminds me of like, you know, like the venom symbiote. 
Oh you know how it's like all that sticky <laughs> stuff, and like, you know, it's just together? That's kind of what I get in my mind as a visualization. Yeah, no, and it hasn't been a fun experience for me because, you know, at 16, I think I had my first surgery when I was 17 years old. So my senior year, I missed half my senior year just because of endometriosis, right? So, you know, moving on, I had the next surgery, and I think after my third surgery is when we decided, okay, so this third surgery, you know, after this third surgery, and we clean everything out again because it would just keep going back, you know? And, and this was, like, way before Titan ever existed. And I'm just like, does anybody know, like, why it just keeps growing back? Am I just, like, a like I just got bad luck? You know, it just keeps growing back, and it's just, just with the fire. Um, but you know, come to find out, it's actually like an estrogen fueled thing. You know, they go right. in there. When they go in there, they have to take biopsies of everything to make sure that you don't have anything cancerous going on. I mean, they should be doing that when they go in there, regardless. Right. Um, but you know, they went in there, and when I got all the reports finally, when we opened the clinic, because now I start getting a little bit more well versed on hormones, what they do, and I'm starting to connect it with what's what's going on with me, right? So, you know, we go back through the reports and the tissue that they pulled was estrogen 2 receptor positive, right? So it's like, okay, well, all this tissue and all this stuff is going on because it's fueled by estrogen. Hence the reason the high estrogen. Now, high estrogen can make you feel like you're literally bipolar, right? right. Like you're crazy and you're right. just losing your mind, okay? It can make you feel moody. It can make you want to cry because your sock doesn't fit right. I swear, I think I did that like five or six times. I put on my sock and I'm like, it just doesn't, it doesn't fit. And then he's looking at me like, you, like, do you have a problem? <laughs> I'm like, it just, it just, it's, oh. And I was like, throw it, right? And he'd be like, okay, so I don't know what your problem is, but obviously you have an issue. Um, you know, make you think like you're literally like crazy. And then obviously outside of like the water retention, the mood swings, hot flashes, night sweats, you know, um, you just, you don't feel good. Right. And then obviously you hold this midsection fat, this midsection fat I was never able to get rid of. Right. right. Didn't matter. I mean, I didn't work out. Let's be real. Right. But either way you look at it, I saw good genes. Right. I mean, you know, so I, I shouldn't have been fat in my midsection. And I mean, if I showed you my before and after pictures, you'd be like, what in the heck is going on here? Right. right. So anyways, it's, it's important to check all your hormones, obviously. You know, if you're out there, I mean, there's a lot of girls out there and they think they have endometriosis because of their bad cramps. I tell you, when when you have endo those cramps will put you in bed where you can't even get out of bed. I mean, I couldn't even get out of bed. And like, obviously you get nauseous, you get sick. When you have high estrogen, it makes you feel nauseous. It yeah. makes you feel not Headaches. Good. Headaches, yep. You can water get Water retention, which can raise blood pressure. The water retention is huge. Right? Huge. There's a lot of different things that go along with high huge. estrogen levels. Huge, huge. And let's not forget, it fuels cancer, right? 100%. That's why breast cancer patients, females or even males, right? At that point, they go on Tamoxifen, they go on anastrozole, they go on letrozole, and extemistane. Mm -hmm. Now, for you guys out there that are on hormone replacement therapy, you know what this is because you're probably taking anastrozole or an aromatized inhibitor. Yep, if you're on testosterone, for sure. So this was something that was developed for breast cancer patients originally. Mm -hmm. Tamoxifen was the first one because it was developed because they took out all the estrogen in the breast receptors, and that's where they were getting breast cancer patient problems, right? So that was the first one. Then they, were, they started looking at it like, this isn't strong enough for patients. Not actually and lowering the estrogen levels. That's right. That's correct. And that's where Nashazole came into play. And then yeah. that wasn't doing enough. That's where Letrozole, which is a suicide aromatized inhibitor, came into play. Yep. And Extemistane. Mm -hmm. And now they have things that you take along with an estrogen, an estrogen, excuse me, an aromatized inhibitor 
to fuel that and pump that up. It's just really crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. It's nuts. So it's like, you know, it's it, people, I don't think it's like, it's not very well known out there about this high estrogen issue, but it is a problem. And I, I believe it or not, and like when, when you really start digging into it, I would say I put money, right? That yeah. more than 50% of the population out there has a high estrogen issue yeah. and it's because of the food that we're eating i know that if you sounds crazy if you heat your food up with plastic in the microwave right that can actually cause high estrogen in your body as well believe it or not yeah. the bottled water right when yeah. that sits out on the truck and you're drinking that that can cause high estrogen this is true you know the deodorants that they put together now the so, detergents endocrine disrupting chemicals yeah they're in so it's a many real different thing. products it's a out real there. thing um, and I still use deodorant, right? Because I don't want to stink. Well, I mean, yeah. So, but most of the, your your <laughs> big name deodorants have these things in them. Vaughn's detergents may have them in them. Other cleaning products may have some different things in there. And we don't even think about it. Lotions, we're putting it on there. We want our skin to be nice. We don't want to stink, okay? Yeah. But these are some of the different things. Like, I didn't even know, like, my nurse practitioner, Cass, he's the guy here. Um, basically, at that point, he told me, he's like, yeah, he's like, I knew about that a long time ago. He's like, I'm using like a charcoal type deodorant that's all natural. And I'm like, ah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, I don't know. But he said it works really well, right? <laughs> so it is what it is. I mean, estrogen's a big, big thing. And these different hormones can affect other hormones in the body. It's like mm -hmm. a domino effect. Once one really gets disrupted, it can also disrupt other ones in your body. And that's going to cause a whole bunch of different negative health benefits or, uh, you know, for you not to feel your best or possibly, you know, feeling cancer and other different things out there. Yeah. And I literally saw like every GYN from like Pasco County to Hillsborough County and nobody, they all, I, I mean, I think I went to Sarasota even. Yeah, I went yeah. to Sarasota as well. Yeah. And I'm telling you, they would go in, they would do another laparoscopy. Yeah. Finally, the, the last guy that I went to, who's pretty good, he went in there and he, then he started seeing, oh, you have, you know, you have endo growing on your, because remember, endo doesn't just grow just on the female organs. It can grow anywhere, right? right. So they took out my appendix because there was endometriosis on my appendix. And, you know, they asked if I wanted to do the whole, you know, go through the bowel thing and make sure that there's no endometriosis on the bowel. And I'm like, nah, nah, nah. I'm like, I don't know about all that. You know, I'm like, I'm just going to the, the recovery was going to be like, you know, instead of a week or two, the recovery would have been four to six weeks, which is like forever. Right. right. So um, it's it can be an issue like an, an endometriosis is like a big thing now between that and PCOS. Everybody and their mother has PCOS and endometriosis. Now, you really don't know until you go in there. You know, you, the PCOS, that's a whole nother story, right? That's fueled usually by high testosterone levels. Right. And, you know, you go in there, you get a transvaginal ultrasound done. They go in there and they see all these little tiny, you know, cysts. And they're, you know, they're basically like popping, yep. you know, and that doesn't feel good. Right. It doesn't feel good. And they usually treat that with progesterone. So this is what I'm saying is like there's so many different things and, Believe it or not, like you would think that the OBGYN, because that that's like their specialty, that they would know how to treat these things and to prevent them from getting worse, right? Well, I mean, I'm on, I was on my fifth laparoscopy. I mean, the scars look terrible because they keep going in, going in, going in, and nothing's stopping it. Right. So finally, we opened tight, and I was like, oh, okay, well, you know what? At this point, I feel that bad. I don't care what I take. I, yeah. I'll be the guinea pig, yeah. right? We do the blood test, super high estrogen levels. I decided to go on anastrozole. I was already on some progesterone. So I go on the anastrozole. Let me tell you, when I tell you that I the low dose estrogen blocker like literally changed my life. Absolutely. When I say changed my life, like it changed my life, you know, as far as how I felt every day, my mental clarity, my memory, being able to get up and just get motivated. 
Um, my, my sex life, yeah. you know, cause yeah. you know, when you have high estrogen, it kind of affects, you know, your libido. I mean, yeah. I know for sure with guys, if they have high estrogen, they get ED issues. Yeah. We all know this, right? So, you know, it's, it's an issue and it should be addressed. I feel like not many people talk about it all the time. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not about knocking it all the way down to the dirt. No, right? It's about no, balance, no. right? Balance, and optimization. Sure. Um, okay, so we've got a lot of good questions on here. Thank you guys for everybody that's tuning yeah, in right now. Guys. We're rocking and rolling. Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, I appreciate all you guys tuning in. Please, if you guys like some of this content that we're bringing out, like the pages, share it, right? If you're on Facebook, if you're on um, YouTube, subscribe, hit the all notification bell, right, to get all that. Plus the try dots on social media, Facebook and Instagram on the top. I, I want right. to see these. So they're right oh, up there. Okay. So what's going on? So Shane. Action Figure French, Matt Fit Jim, Robbie D'Angelo, Creator for Aww. Fun, uh, RV Free, Manasuri, Nehari. Thanks, um, Doretha. Thank you, Shane. Right, what's going on? Devesh, Christian K. Holmes, Big Irish, my dude. Mark Neal's in the house from Texas. Alex Souza, Joshua, Mohammed. Half you guys are in Greg my text Hicks, messages. Well, uh, Andy, <laughs> Jan, Dan Palermo, Josh. I see them all, by the all way. Right, so, all uh, of them. Here's one more question. Uh, did leaning out from exercise help the endometriosis symptoms? No. So no. I'm just being honest. It really didn't. Um, it, it just didn't. Losing the weight and being a little bit healthier, I think what probably, if I had to pick something outside of exercising, because I mean, exercising is good for you regardless, right? Right. So the more weight that you hold, the worse it's going to be for you regardless, right? Absolutely. But the one thing that was a game changer for me is that when I met John, ugh, I know, I know, I know, I, I don't want to hear, okay? I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear the shit because I'm going to say it now and I'm sure I'm going to hear the shit, okay? <laughs> but yes, I smoked two packs of cigarettes a day. I, will, I woke up and drank a full Coke with ice while I smoked my cigarettes on the way to work. Yep, yep, yep. That was me. That was me. That was this. Um, and, you know, I worked two jobs and I went to school. So, like, I didn't have time to do, like, meal prepping or, like, actually cook because I'm, like, cooking? What is that? And so, you know, McDonald's was on the way. Burger King was also on the way back home. And uh, Wendy's. So, all these really cool places that have all this fast food, right? It actually, like, you know, eating all these fast foods and these, all these different things, it causes inflammation in your there body. It is. And causing inflammation in the body, when you already have an abundance of inflammation yep. in your body that's to have you doubled over in pain, it doesn't make it any better. Yep. <laughs> it makes it 10 times worse. Yep. So, I mean, if I could tell anybody outside, because... To be honest with you guys, to be totally real, like when you're in pain and you don't feel good and you're tired and you feel like shit, you're not going to want to go and exercise. Right. You're just not. It's just, I'm telling you, it's just a fact, right? You don't feel good. You're not going to want to do anything. You're not, the last thing you want to do is exercise. So if the first place you would start would be with your diet. And anything that causes inflammation, like one of the biggest ones was Coke. Right. You know, that was a big one. Right. Um, and it, gosh, Coke Sugars, is so good. processed foods. It's I so mean, good. But, you know, it's of course, so that stuff is, is addicting. It really is addicting. People always say, oh, it's addicting. Ha, ha, ha. It really is addicting. Yeah, it is. It, it really is. So, it is. you know, once your body starts getting a taste for that sugar, it's mm -hmm. really hard to get away from it. That's why people, when it's they start eating some of these sugary things, they just continue on, right? So, we got another question out here, and this is kind of off topic. Jameer, Mo, what's going on? Ravier, OP, uh, France, Francis, Scupra. JD Ryan says, I heard a tendon in my elbow last week. Will yes. EBC 157 help heal my tendon? Possibly. Uh, we can't say guarantee, I'm but not guaranteed. yes, it, it's, it's probably most <laughs> likely going to definitely help with the tendon, 
and with inflammation, okay? Yeah. And that's a big thing. And getting blood to that to the, the injured area to help heal faster, okay? Mm -hmm. All right, so uh, Rachel's on. What's going on? Kim Fitass Hayes, what's going on? WTF Mark, what's going on? How you guys doing out there? Victor, what's going on? All right, so Alleyway June said, I was born with two kidneys, but one didn't fully develop. So now I only have one, and now I'm ready to get my butt in gear and take it seriously. But damn, I don't know where to start. Ugh, All right, so listen, one. don't worry. I, I, don't worry, because listen to this. All right, everybody is usually born with two kidneys, okay? And those two kidneys work synergistically together. All right, so when, when people go along in their life and then they, let's say they get kidney disease, both of the kidneys get affected at that point, not just one. So when somebody has kidney disease, God, you got two, right? they both are down the tubes and it really doesn't matter that you got two, okay? Right. Now that's when somebody can get a donation from somebody else and get another kidney and then their body can work on just that one kidney, okay? So, you know, if the one kidney that you have is good, then you're probably still in a good position, right? And the next thing you're going to have to do after that is possibly do blood work, you know, and see where everything's at first and off. And for a second. I'm sure you're seeing nephrology. Yeah. Okay. We were obviously, just so you guys know out there, you know, kind of how we operate. You know, if, if there is something in your medical history, we like all the doctors to be on the same page. Right. Okay. Right. So if you have a cardiac issue, if you have a hypertensive issue, if you have hyperlipidemia, which is high cholesterol, or there's something that's off in your medical history. I don't think there's an issue with us helping you. However, we are going to want all the doctors on the same page. Right, so right. we might need your nephrologist to communicate with our provider so that everybody's on the same page. Everybody knows what's going to be best for you and your health is always going to come number one. Because, I mean, you could look cute, but you ain't going to look cute like if you're 10 feet under. And nobody's going right. to be able to see or your can't cute, get out of bed. cute face, you know? That's right. And yeah, you're, and, and you're cute definitely body, not cute, cute in a hospital bed. Because yeah. I was in a hospital bed almost a year ago, 4th of July, and I was not cute. Definitely, definitely cute all the way around. She's always been cute. Uh, all right, so have you heard of females having estrogen rebound from ending PED usage? Yes. Yes. So, all right, so this could definitely happen, right? 100%. And, and depending on what PEDs we're talking about, it could happen a little bit more than less, right? Mm -hmm. um, even if you were taking, let's say, a Nastrozole or whatever it is, there could be a possible rebound effect. If you just stop taking especially. If you stop taking it, you're not weaning down. Um, if you're taking other performance-enhancing drugs, anabolics per se, you could possibly have these rebounds. And then this is going to throw everything else off. It does, too. You your know? menstrual cycle. I mean, think about it. Sometimes you'll, you'll go, where's my menstrual cycle? Oh, my God, am I pregnant? Right. No, you're probably not pregnant. You're probably just throwing your menstrual cycle yep. off by the hormones. Yep, yep. It happens all the time. Absolutely. And this could be a body going to the shock or getting too lean or getting too obese too as well. Yep. Something um, too quick, too fast. Yep. Your body doesn't know what to do. It tries to start adapting. And let's say you just end PEDs, whatever they are, um, cold turkey, right? Now your body's really in shock. It really doesn't know what to do. It starts scrambling and start trying to adapt and try to resetting everything in the body so it really kicks on. Some things really don't come back. You're probably going to get a lot of negative effects, maybe weight gain, water I retention. I always say this, guys. I always say it. Depression. I'm like, just don't. Just don't. I mean, like, I know it's inevitable for some of you guys to do it and yeah. that people do things and they make mistakes. But yeah. it's like, you know, we only have one body, right? right? So once you, sometimes you can make a mistake that, I, I mean, I, I think I brought this up in one of my episodes at some point, but you know, if a female takes too much testosterone, I actually just went through this face to face with a very good patient friend of ours that was just yeah. in the office right this second yeah. and she's getting pellet therapy yeah. i told you i'm not a fan of the pellet therapy okay she's starting to get the the hair underneath the chin here the hairy chin 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 okay all right 
and the little things, piggies. The things that you She's cannot. Not, but. but here's the thing. I mean, you can you can take that off, right? You can pluck it. You can wax it. Whatever. You can laser it. But your clitoral enlargement and your deepening of the voice. Hey, I don't know. You look pretty good over there. You ain't gonna be able to reverse that. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't want to sound like me. I mean, I guess you could utilize it to some <laughs> some. I don't know. Maybe you could become a, a mic a mic. Uh, what are they called? You could be an MC. You could be an MC, right? You could start OnlyFans. You could start OnlyFans with very cool different things that uh, girls don't usually have. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But you're probably not going to want Don't it, Don't right? do it. You know, um, it's just like... If levels go too high, especially masculine hormones, we're talking about more masculine features coming across. Mm -hmm. Even jaw lines and everything like that. Your face will start changing. Yeah. Um, things will start changing. And, uh, you know... And you can, it doesn't go back. Yeah. There's no there's no reversing yeah, a lot of these effects. Yeah, it doesn't go back. You know, it's it's something that's permanent. You know, your, your body is changing, adapting. And this is the exact same thing as a transition, right? Think about a female that wants to transition into a male. They start taking a whole bunch of testosterone, right? And they start taking estrogen blockers to keep estrogen out. And at that point, they start changing. They start transitioning. It's the exact same mm -hmm. thing with a female that you know goes on, let's say, pellet therapy, and her levels are shot up through the roof. You have guy levels. You're, you're, it's going to start changing some things. Yeah. So you know, you want to make sure that you're getting balanced and optimized correctly. And the reason we really don't like to do pellets and don't do pellets is because those levels usually do shoot up and once they're in your body you're on that ride mm. you're gonna be on that roller Going coaster roller to the coaster. end same thing happened with the when i went on depo when i went on depo provera and i went on lupron yep. they were both the three month like it was a three month ride yeah so it's like that lupron i'm telling you that that was probably the worst thing i've ever been through my whole life you yep. know outside it just i think i literally lost like i, I lost my shit so <laughs> alleyway june says i don't have a, that doctor so she probably doesn't have a nephrologist okay so mm -hmm. Is there a doctor that's looking over your kidney functions just sure. to make sure primary care, internal medicine, your EGFR, you know, is correct and everything's functioning properly. Right. You probably have a primary care that might be looking after it. One way or another, that's okay. We just want to make what she's making. The point was she wants to make sure that your health is okay and good to go forth with whatever therapies that we want to provide. For sure. And that both medical providers are on the same page. That way we're giving you the best patient care possible, right? There's not conflicting things. Everybody's on the same page yeah. and want to work towards progressing and getting you the best Get the right, possible. Get the right thing done, right? right? Without yeah. hurting you or doing something that could be off and maybe this provider knows about. For sure. All right. Um, all right. So Olympia said, what doses of an astral help the most? What's the perfect range? So per, there, there is no perfect range, okay? Now, for guys, I do think there is a, a specific perfect range. Sweet and spots. I, there's some sweet spots for people, you know, like, and I, I, every lab has a different interval range. It's usually around the same, you yep, know? Yeah, um, But for females, like, some females might feel better at a little bit higher of an estrogen reading. Some females might feel better at a little bit lower of an estrogen reading. And I can't even give you a number specifically, like, what that range looks like because the ranges go by the different phases in your menstrual cycle, right? right. Like it's, is it the luteal phase, uh, you know, uh, uh, your ovulation phase, right. like which phase is it? So I can't really give you a number. However, I can tell you like, so your manufactured tablet of an astrozole is a one milligram tablet, right? right. So uh, a sweet number dosage that we've used very commonly with the females is 0.25, right? Mm -hmm. 0.25, it's a compounded one. And they usually take it a couple times a week. We start something because you want to start somewhere low and you can always work your way up, right? right. You don't want to go here and then have to work your way back down and right. figure out how to fix all these issues you just created, right? right? 
So, I mean, there's there's sweet spots for everybody. It's just, it's not that kind of direct answer, if that makes yeah. sense. Everybody can feel a little bit different. Everybody is different to a certain aspect. Right. Um, and could need a different dose. You know, there's certain doses that work for masses of people and majority, but... Like I said, everybody's different, and yep. some things might work a little bit different with you than it would with her or somebody else. Yep. All right? So that was definitely some good stuff out there. So I think the biggest thing to take away from this is, you know, endometriosis is out there. It's not fun. More than ever. Yeah. Which is, could be estrogen-fueled or mostly is estrogen-fueled. It mostly is estrogen-fueled. A lot of females are dealing with endometriosis and these different problems of hormone imbalance um, it really is that. It, it really is. It's, it's so crazy. And, and, you know, sometimes you just, it really sucks because it's like, sometimes you go to the doctor and you have this hormonal imbalance and let's we'll say a lot, I'm going to say a lot of the endometriosis girls out there because you're complaining, you know, you're like, yeah. I'm in so much pain, everything hurts and I don't feel good. I'm in a bad, but then they put you on an antidepressant. Now you get fat, yep. you know? So it's like, okay, now you think making me fat is going to make me happy? No. Or you're losing sex drive or other yeah, negative know, symptoms. Exactly. It's just, it's, it's, it's a terrible, like, you know, circle of nonsense out yeah. there. You know, it's, it really is. I wish I could tell you guys the whole story of everything I've ever been through because it's, it's a lot, you know, I've been through a lot. Yeah, I mean, John's been with me for 14 years worth of my, you know, medical stuff. You know, thankfully, you know, he's been very understanding and caring because sometimes, you know, if you're not feeling good or you're, you have a lot of bad cramps, like obviously you're not going to want to, you know, get busy. No sexual relations, no fun time, nothing. Hey, listen, don't let him tell you that because there's plenty of ways for you to please your husband, man, boyfriend, fiance. So get creative, okay? Or yeah, whatever. Whatever it is. Get creative, okay? I got to encompass everybody in this conversation. Ay, ay, ay. I love everybody. So. I don't. <laughs> I'm being honest. You know, I don't, I don't like, like everybody, but um, I like most people. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. I'm just, I'm just Therese. So listen, guys, <laughs> if you females or males out there need help getting checked for your hormones, for sure, we do it nationwide. The only two states we don't service is Ohio and Idaho. I put that in every Say. conversation. Sorry, guys. Say. Um, it's not you guys. It's your state. Um, basically, <laughs> at that point, I'm just being honest. Your state legislation sucks. Yeah, they suck. Um, so at that point, we want to help everybody out. Make sure we can take care of you guys. We have the most inexpensive blood testing in the country, especially for our full panels, which go in very in-depth with all the different hormones and all the different things that make your body run the best it possibly can. <gasps> On that note, let me just bring this up because if you, get, if you get some blood work done, please do me a huge favor, guys, just to make things easy for everybody. Please do not go get your blood work when you're on your menstrual cycle. Just don't do that. Yep. When you're on your menstrual cycle, for those seven days, five days, 11 days, however long your menstrual cycle lasts, three days, okay? However long that is, that is the highest your estrogen is going to be. Right. We don't want to see it there, right? We don't want to get those readings when it's the highest. We want to see kind of where you're leveling off at at the mid-month, okay? That's like the best time to get some readings. And I guess birth control comes into play too, 100%, to a certain extent, right? 100%, because it does um, suppress some of the readings on there, such as your progesterone and such. Big Drew, my man, so he put the number there for you guys to call or text. 727-389-3220. Thank him later, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if you guys need help in blood testing, hormone replacement therapy, medical weight loss, our vitamin amino acid injectable therapies, especially our signature ones. Signature. Libido enhancers are bedroom enhancing and you don't have to be needing it or yeah, have yeah, you guys out there. Oh my god, I'm so girls awful. and guys, because girls girls that. go along with sexual dysfunction at a high rate, and a lot of females can't achieve 
climax orgasm right yeah um so at that point you know you guys want to have fun too and you guys want to feel the best afterwards too so we have something we'll hook you guys up don't worry yeah we'll take care of both sides um you know and like i said blood work and a number of different therapies guys we service nationwide except for idaho and ohio (laughs) so please call our texas at 727-389-3220 and we'd be happy to help you guys out if you guys like this show and all our content please share this Tag people if you guys are on Instagram. Share if you're on Facebook. YouTube, press the subscribe button. Hit the all notification bell. And we'll be with you guys every week with Sharice's Healthy Lifestyle Soapbox. Most of the time. On Wednesdays. If you're not smoking two packs right. of cigarettes. So I appreciate you guys all tuning in, especially in the afternoon. Yeah. We love you guys. Thank you guys for all the Thanks, support. Guys. If you guys want to hear about any particular subjects. Let me know. Specifically females. Let me know. Let us know. DM us. Shoot us a text. Whatever it is. So we can put it on the list to cover for you guys in these future episodes. So I'm John. I'm Sharice. And we'll see you guys next week with another Sharice's Healthy Lifestyle Soapbox. Thanks for, for all that. You're welcome. Bye-bye. <laughs>